Welcome to Freelance Feels, the podcast for humans who work for themselves. This is the start of season two, and to kick us off, the first episode is with events manager and planner Zoe Perkins, who runs the brilliantly named Vodka on Toast, which she launched six months ago. After 13 years in staff jobs, she took what she saw as the inevitable leap into self-employment. It's very reassuring for anyone who is considering the leap and wondering if it should or could be a knee-jerk reaction to go freelance. She muses on using social media for business and reveals that she loved, yes, loved doing her tax return. Zoe talks about choosing her brand name, deciding whether to join a co-working space and being able to travel with work. Disclaimer, this was recorded in January 2020, so Zoe hadn't recently been to Milan. Welcome to Freelance Feels, the podcast for humans who work for themselves. I am here with Zoe Perkins this morning. Welcome, Zoe. Good morning. Hello. Would you like to start by telling people what your freelance is? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm an event manager or an event producer, um, something I've been doing for about 13 years now, Mm -hmm. um, working with different companies. And my job is to help either companies or individuals make their events a reality. So that might be helping them in the planning stages of getting the idea together of what they want to do, mm-hmm. where does it, where, where do they want to hold it, um, you know, what's the theme going to be, that kind of thing. Or it might be through to the delivery of actually on the day, making sure that everything happens, that they have everything they need, the sound, the lighting, the stage set, and really just bringing all of those pieces together for the live event. So yeah, it's really varied. So you go yeah. to a lot of events for work? Yes. 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 Your life is events. at events. So imagine you at loads of star-studded bright light yeah exciting events <laughs> yeah definitely I mean I think sort of like being backstage is my favorite place to be really you get oh, to cool. kind of see all of the live action of what's going on and all of the behind the scenes stuff is uh, it's really good fun awesome yeah and you're quite new to freelancing aren't you tell us how long you've been freelance and what drew you to freelancing I think that it has always felt like an inevitability mm-hmm. for me. I've always wanted to work for myself. I've always wanted to be my own boss. But for a long time, I was kind of working for other companies. I was mm-hmm. always working for one company at a time in-house. And that was really great. You know, I got some really good experience, got to do a lot of traveling, it was really exciting. But I think I've known for a long time that, you know, I wanted it to to, to, to have my own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of part of the joy of that is... Yeah, it's the freedom of being able to pick and choose jobs, but it's also access to a wider variety of events. It's it's more, it's different companies to work with, it's different brands, and it's kind of the independence to do that, mm. to be able to pick and choose those projects, I think is quite exciting. Four so months, we're sitting here, it's, it's January 2020. Yeah. So towards the end of, middle of 2019, I guess, you started thinking, making your plans. Was it quite a, a, a long decision, you sort of saying there, that obviously it's something you'd always wanted to do? Did you suddenly wake up one morning and think, right, I'm going for it? Or did you kind of phase yourself into the idea of becoming self-employed? Several years in the making. Mm -hmm. I would say probably about five in total. Uh, And I actually started out with deciding that I wanted to have a separate brand name mm-hmm. so I actually started with with the name of the company where ah. I like I knew that I wanted to have my own business and I was like right well I'm gonna get a website and a name and I'm gonna start there and then that was yeah it was about five years ago and then in reality it was 2017 was when I really started doing it mm-hmm. and what I was doing was I had my full-time job I was working uh, for a corporate in Canary Wharf 
um, on a full-time basis, but I started freelancing on the side and picking up a few kind of little projects that I could work on in the evenings and at weekends and just kind of try and put it all together. Yes. Um, and that was really fun, but very tiring. I can imagine, yeah. So you're essentially saying you're going to do something in all your spare time, you're going to do another job. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. 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 And, you know, the, the clients that you're working with, they might be slightly empathetic, but they don't necessarily, you know, they're, they're working to the same mm. deadlines. They're in an office nine to five as well. So that, you know, so the, the expectations are still that you can deliver for them. So, yeah. you know, plus the job that I had, my kind of like full-time permanent job was a busy job, you know, high expectations. Was that events so, as well, your, your full-time yeah, job? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was an event manager covering the European and African markets. Wow. Um, so it involved a lot of traveling and, and kind of organizing events internationally. So yeah, busy. It was oh, busy goodness. time, but it was, valuable because I you know I was still learning I was building up a lot of contacts I was still trying to get my head around what vodka on toast would do Mm -hmm. as an events company because you know events is a very broad church yes I guess Um, people imagine everything from a wedding or a small office party with a bit of pizzazz through to like a stadium yeah 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 really varied you know we're going to come back in a minute because you just mentioned your um your company name which I want to ask you about yeah but yeah tell, tell me what, what you were saying just then about yeah sort of events is such a broad spectrum of events yeah. <laughs> very varied very varied. the kind of things that you can be working on you know incredibly you know it could be sort of a very corporate gig or it could be a very personal event like a wedding or an mm. engagement celebration and you know what I wanted to do was use kind of my freelance opportunity to go and seek more varied jobs Mm -hmm. and that kind of thing. So I was doing that on the side of having my corporate job, getting to know people, getting to know the industry, what I wanted to be working on, what sort of events would kind of, would Vodka on Toast be organising? Who should I be targeting to kind of go out there and introduce myself? And also just saving up a bit of money, you know, saving up some cash. You know, that paycheck, 25th of every month is... It's really lovely. Really, you really don't nice. Miss it till it's not there, do exactly. you? And then you're like, oh, being paid on time every month. That yeah. was fun. I miss those yeah. days. Yeah. These are wise things that you're imparting here, though, because I think a lot of people possibly think, are oh, they going to go freelance? And it can be a bit of a knee jerk reaction if you're not happy in your job or you suddenly reached a bit of a crisis point. But actually, the things you've described are, are quite key things to do. You know, test something out, try something mm. out on the side, build your business in your spare time so that you're not suddenly waking up on a Monday morning and going, ah, now I'm freelance and I've got to build a business. You sort of started to lay at least the foundations. You are a wise lady, I think. Well, thank you. (laughs) I mean, I think there was definitely um, an element of sort of, I'm not a massive risk taker in mm-hmm. that sense. I think if you have your own business, you have to be to an, to an extent. But I'm also a planner. I'm mm-hmm. an event manager. You know, that, that uncertainty isn't super fun for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I wanted to kind of just be able to dip my toe a little bit and yeah. see what it felt like. But I guess the reality of it is that eventually you know, I'm only one person and I also have a life and friends and I want to be able to see people and yeah. it, you can't work around the clock, it's exhausting. So at some point you've just got to take the leap yeah. um, and the timing of that for me, I, I didn't know it was time in, until it was time and oh, okay. then suddenly sort of, I'd been thinking about it for a couple of years, working towards it, setting my website up, doing freelance work on the side and then um, it was sort of 
maybe like June, July mm-hmm. last year, where I was like, you know what, it's time. They weren't surprised at all. Weren't they? No. Because <laughs> they very... know you were doing it. Because I know some people do freelance on the side, but they have to keep it a bit of a secret. Mm. Where some companies are quite happy f- for people to do their own projects and they understand that there's an ebb and flow of people moving on from staff jobs. But did yeah. they know? Were they... They knew. Yeah. They knew. Yeah, I was I was fairly nice. transparent about it um, in terms of, you know, letting them know what I was working on and, and, and also just, you know, out of respect to my current employer to mm. say, look, this isn't something I'm going to be working on on your time when I'm working on your events. Monday to Friday, nine to five, whatever the hours are, I'm yours mm-hmm. and I'm working for you. Because um, I didn't want to breed an environment where sort of people thought, oh, she's not she's not really doing this job yes. anymore, she's doing yeah. something else. Got your eye on the other prize. Exactly. Mm. And I didn't know how long I was going to be doing this sort of dual life for. So yeah. you sort of need to kind of make sure that everybody in your life is kind of looked after. But yeah, you know, certainly not a surprise to them when I did eventually. Cool. And was it quite a relief to yeah. finally go, oh, I'm doing this now. Yeah, it was great actually because I had a three-month notice period. Oh, wow. So it wasn't even quit the job and then you're pretty much sort of out the door straight away. Mm. It was actually, I had three months to go through that roller coaster of, oh my God, what have I done? <laughs> <laughs> Super excited about it and like making all these plans and then also thinking, oh, well, it's ages away yet. Yes. And, you know, and then, and it was a very sort of up and down, up and down for those three months. But by the time it came, you know, my first official day of freelancing was the 4th of October. And by the time that day came round, uh, I felt really ready for it, like mentally prepared mm. for what I thought was going to happen yes. and what I thought freelancing would be like. So but At um, least you had some ideas. Because yeah. I know when we met, I think you said you, you, you knew you were going to give your notice in the next morning. Yes. And we were at a networking event, which um, I think this is really sort of a testament. I know people have a love-hate with networking, as I do. Well, you know, sometimes I just think, why am I at certain events? And other events, you just get a real feeling sometimes that you're like, I'm going to go to this one. Mm. And we met at a kind of a, an evening for women in business or women who are considering going into their own business. And I remember you saying, oh, yes, I'm going to I'm going for it tomorrow. I know it's the plan. Tomorrow is the day I, I had my notice in. And I remember yeah. thinking, oh, my goodness, there was such a great energy about it. And then you told me your name of your business. Yes. Volker on Toast. Yes. Which is I love it. I love it so much. How did it come about? How did you come up with this name? So I think. I always knew I wanted to have a separate identity. So, mm. you know, as, as great as it is being Zoe Perkins out in the world, I mm. felt like mentally I needed a kind of different space for the business to yeah. exist. And that, I like that. Um, yeah. I, I guess I have sort of like grand ambitions of it growing beyond... Rightly so. I hope so. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and beyond, you know, sort of Zoe Perkins events, I, you know, I kind of mm. want it to be, to be bigger than that. So, you know, I wanted to give it a name. I wanted to, even if it was a kind of working title of, Mm-hmm. Of, you know what you're going to call yourself when you go out to people and I wanted to sort of sound a bit more official as well and mm-hmm. just sort of say look I have a website and stuff and I you know I started with the name I think from from like I didn't know what else to do yeah. you know sort of five years ago I was like I think I'm going to go into business but you're like where do you even start mm. so I was like oh I'll just come up with a name and I sat down with a glass maybe two of wine mm-hmm. um, and just started writing out in a spreadsheet or like all these different ideas and I found the spreadsheet recently and oh. had a look through it and some of some of the names were really mad <laughs> really weird and really sort of like sort of gave you a bit of an insight into my psyche at the time but depending on how, much, how far through the wine you were well exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just got like weirder and weirder wine and cornichons <laughs> yeah exactly 
but I wanted something a bit fun, a bit silly. It didn't need to sort of say events in it, but like maybe it would just kind of like nod to the idea of events, but also was kind of general enough that, you know, I could go into all sorts of different kind of events with the name yes. of like Vodka on Toast. That's so, really clever actually, not having events widens it out, doesn't it? Yeah. And not saying event planning or event management in the title as well. Yeah. Means you're not niching yourself too much I suppose yeah mm. and you can always sort of change your direction yeah. and keep that brand with you or you can tack different things onto it so you can do Vodka and Toast weddings or Vodka and Toast festivals or you nice. know and you can sort of edit it to, to kind of clever. be all, all sorts of different things so um, yeah so I made this giant yeah. list and I uh, checked the URL because you've got to have the URL of course, yeah. it has to be available top so then, tip as soon as you think you've got a good name just google the, the, the URL and see if someone else owns it and variations of it and yeah I remember yeah. doing that with freelance feels and going on Instagram and being my fingers were so cross because I was like please don't let everybody <laughs> have this and I had to put the underscore in it I was like that's okay did you google it as well to see if there were yeah. any other brands that were sort of close yeah. to yours yeah just yeah. to see who else was doing what because I think that's another thing is it say someone had some variation you might think okay well I don't want mine to be too much like theirs anyway and yeah. then you just go down a different road yeah. don't you yeah well, the, mm. the one that um, comes up for me a lot is there is a brand of vodka called Toast Vodka. And I, I, in my mind, I'm like, well, we're not competition, just no. we'll collaborate one day. I'm just going to call them one day and be like, hey, look, I'm Vodka on Toast. We do, you know. That's genius. Events, like, why don't you be my official vodka supplier? So, Brilliant. yeah, I'd much, I'd much I realised really like, I was open mouthed then with <laughs> excitement and, and awe at the idea and then that doesn't record. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that's yeah. really clever. No, it'd be great to do something yeah. like that. So, um, yeah, so I think just, um, you, you know, to be aware of like who's out there and who's kind of using your your brand right yeah. i think if there are any um caterers out there that want to come up with a vodka on toast canapé i'm very open to yes. that what what appealed to you about freelancing and what are you really enjoying about it what what are the let's go with the ups what what's working well for you so far in your freelance life i think for me the fact that no day is the same mm-hmm. no week is the same yeah i actually love that variety and you know the independence of it being able to kind of pick and choose which industries you want to focus on or you want to work with and you know just the kind of variety of different jobs and people that you come across is really good fun it's really good fun and it's it's incredibly different to an office job where it can be same four walls day in day out and even then you know I was fortunate enough to do quite a lot of traveling in my um, previous job and, and kind of hope to continue to do that yeah. still but um, yeah you know sort of being in the same office every day is, is just not it's not for everyone mm-hmm. um, and it certainly wasn't for me so being able to be out and about is amazing I love that I've actually found that I thought in my sort of imagination of like oh, what's freelance yeah. life going to be like I thought I'm going to be at home all the time and I'm going to be a bit lonely and I'm not going to see anyone and actually I'm almost never in Brilliant. I feel like I'm out all the time. You're always at meetings or yeah. events or... Constantly. Do you go to co-working spaces? No, no. I haven't. I looked into them. Mm. I looked into them and, and there are a few sort of around like Hamden and Islington that kind yeah. of look quite tempting. But um, I'd love the social side of it. But in terms of just starting out, any extra overheads... Totally just agree. Just calm down. Yeah. Like, just like what, you know. So, you know, the, the focus for me has to be on earning enough to get to the point where I could maybe get a co-working yeah. space. But yeah, yeah. Because yeah, some of them cost, you know, especially in London, I think outside London perhaps the prices might differ, but in London you can pay about £500 a month to be yeah. part of a, work, a co-working space. And yeah. you sort of think you have to weigh up if that's something you can budget for because that's yeah. another 
that's your rent again for some people yeah. or half your rent again or half your mortgage you mentioned traveling then and i know mm. you just got a couple of days ago you just got back from africa yes which is very exciting i kept seeing on um so his Instagram stories which is like, here I am in Nigeria. Yeah, in Nigeria. Is that a big part of what you do, travel? Is that something that's really expected? It's quite great to be freelance, I guess, and be able to say, great, well, I can go to Africa for a week because mm. I work for myself and you can still stay on top of your emails and everything else while you're away planning other projects, I guess, and choosing, other, you know, thinking about things that you're going to do when you get back. How was Africa? It was great. Yeah. It was great. Yeah, it's, um, you know... The, the travel piece is, is, you know, not absolutely essential. Mm. You know, you can be an event manager that is purely based in one city or yeah. one town. But, you know, I think the events industry is becoming increasingly global and mm. global brands want consistency over their events. So um, they are likely to, to book a, a team of people from you know the UK to cool. kind of travel around to deliver those events yeah and it's it's something that I personally wanted to pursue because I enjoy traveling personally mm-hmm. I, like in my personal life I like going places and yeah. seeing different things and being slightly out of my comfort zone and kind of learning about all different countries and cultures. and it is an absolute privilege that my job uh, enables me to do that mm. um and yeah about it was a while ago now about eight years ago I was made redundant and I had the choice and it's sort of ahead of me was like either I take this redundancy package and I go round the world ticket travel off for a few months go and see some things but come back to not having any money and not mm. having a job or I could move to London because I was based in Leeds at the time oh, okay move to London where where the, those kind of events jobs are yes. those like international events jobs move to London, find one of those jobs and combine the two and work and earn but also travel. Clever. And yeah, so far it's it's worked out really well and I've been all sorts of places and oh you know, Nigeria. Where else have you been? I've been to the US a few times, mm-hmm. so um, California, New nice. York. And then also like lots of European countries, um, you know, kind of big corporate hubs uh, like Milan, Frankfurt, Paris. Lovely. The trick is to try and see more than you know airport taxi hotel taxi yes. airport event space which yeah. <laughs> a lot of the time that is what it is and you know don't i don't want to sort of over glamorize it yeah. because you know when you're on a job that job is everything and yeah. it's pr- probably 24 hours but if there's ever an opportunity that i can sort of stay for an extra couple of days and see a few things then i think it's really worthwhile yeah. and you said then about the 24 7 is it is it really really hectic because it sounds very exciting and glamorous and I'm sure there is that <laughs> element to it but it also I think there must be an element of it's full on you're behind as you say you're behind the scenes you know doing a lot of the the front of the event the performance perhaps that part is running like clockwork but you're behind the scenes going oh my goodness has this come out has that happened that lighting rig isn't where it was yeah. supposed to be is there a lot of that going on is it a real plate spinning experience I think you know especially it comes to the live element of an event uh, you know as the event manager you have to have your mind in 50 different places at mm. once and you have to have your your eye on the ball you know and hopefully for if you're fortunate enough you're working in a team with people that you like and trust and you know that you can all kind of pull together to make everything happen yes. but yeah you know you need to have your mind in, in lots of different places at once and and you have to be able to look in 
into the future and think right well that piece of person needs to be on stage at this point and we need you know this sort of sound and lighting as they're doing that and yeah. kind of like just like having that all in your head it is quite stressful mm-hmm. uh, it is a very stressful job and I think I think a lot of people maybe think of it as quite exciting and quite glamorous mm. and it can be but also I think you have to be a very specific kind of person to thrive off the stress okay. of yeah. that in the moment that the pressure of you have one shot to get it right because as is the nature of events they're live yes I'm glad you thought of it like that and then that moment is over and it's gone and then you know and every event is different and no event no two events are ever the same so you really kind of get one shot to get something right and it's made me think of as well and and going back a little bit to when we we said how we met is there a lot of I guess through events there are networking events in themselves because you're you're organizing something where people are networking how do you feel about networking is it essential as a freelancer is it something you like doing yeah certainly you know going to networking events is a massive part of what I'm doing Mm. in terms of how I grow the business it's not my favorite thing in terms of it doesn't necessarily come super naturally to to kind of be out there talking about myself being sort of like really animated and you know I'm I'm sort of naturally can be quite shy Mm -hmm. and I think going into business I wanted that independence and I was excited to have my own brand but also like that that realization that people buy from people yeah and it's very unlikely that someone's just going to stumble across my website, look at it once and go, yeah, okay, we'll hire her. Mm. You know, you need to be out there talking yeah. to people and, and you need to... They need to know what your energy's like yeah. and how you speak to them and how you might perform yeah. and do an event for them, I guess. Yeah. yeah. But it's good for me. It's good for me. And I think, you know, part of going freelance is that, you know, I'm stretching myself and I, I wanted to be learning new skills and mm. I've been doing events for 13 years I'm, I'm good at the event management side of things like I'm skilled in that way but I wanted to learn some new skills mm. like I wanted to learn the networking business development sales side of things and you know all of that kind of you know I'm every department now yes. you know I am sales I'm marketing and I'm my own PR. social media manager yeah. and, do you um, like social media you do stories a lot don't you on Instagram and I really love Instagram stories as well like I'd say I'm probably quite obsessed with Instagram yeah. stories do you enjoy doing the social stuff I think I'm getting into it mm. I think I'm getting into it so on a personal level I don't use social mm-hmm. media um, and haven't for a few years and I you know I think that was on the basis that it felt like a bit of a time suck mm. and it can oh, be it like is. it is really time yeah. consuming and I sort of felt like so much I've got so much going on like in my life and I'm you know started my own business and I'm going to go freelancing and I just like was like I don't really have time to be doing social media mm. personally so I'd sort of like mentally checked out from all of it and then in the last sort of six months or so I've been like oh no you, you really need to be doing this yeah. like for the business so it's like I have to sort of like switch in my mind and be like right well the business this is something that the business needs and this mm-hmm. is something that's going to be useful for you but now I'm kind of getting going with it I'm kind of enjoying it I focus on Instagram uh, I think just because that sort of works well for me I like taking photos and yeah um kind of putting things on there talking businessy stuff as well I remember we were we were whatsapping and you sent me a snippet of a contract clause and it made me think to ask you do you like the contract stuff do you have contracts for people who are clients are you good at the business nitty-gritty how does that sit for you as a freelancer is it essential I actually really like it Mm. Um, and I don't know if that's just because of that the same aspect of my personality that makes me love organizing events is that I'm I'm just naturally very organized and and that kind of like administrative (laughs) side I know it's really sad isn't it give me some of this (laughs) organizational skills please so yeah I mean you know even things like doing my tax return Mm. I loved it 
What? I know. Okay, we need to unpack this. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. And, you know, maybe next year. I want to weep. <laughs> oh, I want to be someone that enjoys their tax return. How, how do we become that? How I do just, we enjoy it? What is it know. that you enjoy about it? It's sort of like getting all little bits of information and like mm. putting it together. And I love a spreadsheet. Like, oh. I live for a spreadsheet. You so live for a spreadsheet? Yeah. Like, everything, everything that happens in my life mm-hmm. happens via a spreadsheet. Whether it's, like, all of my work projects or, like holidays or like you know personal planning yeah. and things it's just everything everything Brilliant. has a spreadsheet or a tap somewhere so for you almost your tax return is like an event because mm. i guess an event you've got to think right well we're going to need these 10 things for this event to happen yeah. with your tax return you're like i'm going to need these 10 pieces of information yeah. to put on oh congrats for loving your tax return Thank you. it's really nice to yeah. meet someone that does like it because i think we need to like them more because they're inevitable it's going to happen yeah right and yeah. everyone who's leaving it I mean, what date is it today? The 25th of January? Oh, yeah. yeah and there 25th. are some people who I think haven't started their tax return. No, Does that make you feel a bit prickly? Yeah. It's like our necks. Like, even I feel a bit nervous about that. With that type of finance thing, do you yeah. find, have you found that already in your freelance life, that staying on top of things with your spreadsheets and your money has helped you feel okay emotionally as you go on your freelance journey? I think so. Mm. I think uh, sometimes yes, sometimes no, because I think sometimes I sort of update my spreadsheets and look at my bank accounts and think, oh, God. Um, mm, but sometimes, <laughs> but, you know, but information is power, right? So yeah, at least you 100%. know where you stand. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think I personally I find the, the, the anxiety of kind of not knowing mm. exactly when money's going to come in or exactly how much it will be or, like, what work you're going to book for which month. I find that really hard, yeah. personally. And I, I knew when I went into this that that was probably going to be the hardest thing mm-hmm. for me, sort of mentally. Because I like to know what's going to happen and I like to be yeah. able to kind of feel, even if it is a total illusion, that I'm somewhat in control of the chaos of life. Yeah. And to be in a job where it's kind of like, well, I don't know how much I'm going to earn next month or mm. the month after. Um, it is, yeah, it's really hard. It's really, really hard. And I think, you know, part of the way that I cope with it is by kind of getting my spreadsheets together and planning out, right, well, I'll spend this on this and this on this. And, yeah. and, and you know, just like looking at how much I need to earn and, and kind of going out there and seeing if I can make that happen. Yeah. Um, and sometimes, like, you know, the, the first month or so, there was definitely like a honeymoon period there mm. of feeling like, this is amazing and like, I'm totally doing it. And like, finally, I'm like realizing my dream. And then, you know, you pay yourself your first sort of paycheck out of your savings. And then you realize that your savings is like, yes, you know, massively gone down and no other money's come in. And you think, okay, I've got to do that again now for the next month. Mm. And then it's sort of the, the realization of it does sort of kick in eventually but I try and stay on the sort of optimistic side of you know the work is going to come and and it it is it's you know it's happening got to trust that it will haven't you yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. you have to have that faith that the you know even if you talk to sort of 10 different people about events or like you know different projects come up they're not all going to come through Mm. but something will and and so far it, it has I think it's that fear that kind of keeps you going though like you say definitely I mean it makes you hustle a little bit harder I think I think if you can surround yourself with people who are going through a similar thing and the kind of people that you can talk to, that helps a lot. And I think just surrounding yourself with kind of friends and loved ones who are going to be your kind of biggest champion and, and be yeah. there and support you, that's kind of how I get through it. 
that's really good advice because I was going to say to you if you've got any advice for newbie freelancers but I think that's really perfect actually mm. because there's finding your freelance tribe but also finding cheerleaders who are going to say to you yeah keep going and people who just love you and believe in you and have got you your back that. oh brilliant I'll say thank you so much I feel I've had so much good advice from you you're very wise freelancer thank you I'm I'm gonna encourage everyone to do their tax return earlier including myself um, and to learn to love it like you say you love your tax return also so thank you so much for joining me Um, can you tell everybody where they can find vodka on toast if they would like to organize an event or collaborate with you or they just like to follow you to see what event management looks like on insta where can they find vodka on toast my website is Mm vodkaontoast.com and i can also be found on instagram and facebook at vodka on toast thanks for joining me thank you Thank you for listening to Freelance Feels, the podcast for humans who work for themselves. If you've enjoyed this episode, please do take a moment to review it. You can find out more about Freelance Feels at www.freelancefeels.com. Follow on Instagram or Twitter at freelance underscore feels. And now subscribe to the Freelance Feels newsletter at freelancefeels.substack.com.